a Vista right now. I think it's still Black Klansman. That makes sense. Suspiria would last go week there, right? Black Klansman. Maybe. When does Suspiria open? October. So soon. <sighs> you know what else opens in October? Uh Ah. Uh. <laughs> October 26th is Suspiria. But then it opens for you in about a week and a half. I know. I asked Chris File how early he thinks I should get in line for that one, and he said two hours, and I was like, that's fine. I get, yeah. I think that's right. We said bring a coffee, bring I would have, like, clutched my chest in fear and been like, ah! <laughs> it's my first movie that day, and it's at 9.30, so what else am I going to do before you that? You can honestly yeah. call it a festival after you catch that one. Yeah. I just don't see how it's going to get any better. Oh, then I have the Godard later that day. And I mean, as eh. Matt or Spammer said, a day full of auteurs, <laughs> Godard, Panahi, and Cooper. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. <laughs> you guys had a nice glitch, and so it froze on the two of you just looking at each other, and then there was nothing, and like a good two seconds, and then it was all, ah, 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 ah. That's cute. <laughs> I have to pick yeah, one. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, bring. you've got the future of cinema and you've got the death of cinema, one wow. after another. True. So, wow, yeah, which is a which? star is born and a film tradition dies. Wow. And then you're seeing three faces, right? Yeah, later that evening. Which you probably just said and I didn't hear. Yes. Yes. Did you not hear my joke? No, no, that's what I was is saying. You froze and I couldn't hear any of it. Matter Spawner's like, joke was. It's a day of great auteurs, Godard, Panahi, and Cooper. Right. The Holy well, Trinity. Well, I, I saw the joke on uh, on web. On the Twitter. So I, I knew where you were going with it. Oh, it was what a, a tweeted joke? Yeah. What I tweeted day. it. He, te- he said it to me privately, and then I tweeted the quote. Mm. Hell yeah. Because it made me laugh. Public and private positions become one. That's right. It makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. What uh, book are you going to bring? I don't know. It's a great question. What book am I going to bring? I don't know. I'll think about it. Think about it. I wanted to read the Bob Fosse bio next, but it's like a fat-ass book. You don't want to fly with that. No. It's a big-ass book. Big-ass book. I might bring, like, two small paperbacks, because, like, theoretically, I'm getting in line 45 minutes ahead of time for 20 movies. Like, I may be able to do a lot of reading. Yeah. You can get a lot of pages turned on this trip for sure. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think so as well. I too can command the book, sir. Wow. True. Uh, is Kate going? I wonder if she's going to go see anything. Probably not if she doesn't have a movie there. Yeah, like, what's the deal? Do you see stars just, like, walking around? Yeah, I saw... Michael Shannon hobbling down the street at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Perfect. Just like in a Hawaiian button-up and gym shorts. Is it is it that it's the, look? It's the, gotta be the same Hawaiian button-up. I think it was the next day, yeah. So you saw the iconic Twitter look IRL. Yeah. Well, it was the day after, so he was just wearing gym shorts underneath. Right. But, yeah, I you saw, saw that. that. That's such a good look. I did. What? I had a Hawaiian shirt that was like one degree off from that, and I mm. left it in Nashville earlier this year, oh, no. so now I don't have any Michael Shannon. I don't have any of my Michael Shannon collection. That's really sad. It's truly just the, sad. Just the wild eyes at 8 a.m. I can relate to that. 
and just like hobbling and I I really don't he didn't seem hungover. I think he just hobbles. <laughs> That's just how I think he walks. He, I don't, knowing Michael Shannon, he wasn't hungover because he was still raging. Probably. Perhaps. Maybe I'll read the English patient, just because it the spine has caught my eye a lot as I look over in this direction. Do it. <laughs> what a fun conversation starter that will be to yeah. all your new friends in line. And I can be like, this is my favorite movie, basically. Mm-hmm. How fun. That would be fun. You'll have a, you'll have a little Mingella moment with all your new friends. Well, the ASMR girl. Hmm. <laughs> can you hear mm. that? Mm. I can hear that. I can. Should we say? Well, let me just. Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Movies IMO. We are your three fave film fags. We are here to talk about the movies together as, you know, good friends. My name's Daniel Crook. Oh, I'm Brandon Kirby. I was caught off guard because it's... I know, it's, it's weird. remotely. <laughs> I'm Ben Empey. And yeah, so I'm, I'm ill. I'm under the weather. I, I caught a cold out of nowhere yesterday. Gross. And so I'm very scared... I was very scared that I would infect Ben before his big trip to Toronto. Yes, so you very I, generously. Well, I just quarantined yourself. I, I wouldn't be able to put up with the guilt if if that happened. It didn't but even I'm, occur to me that I could get sick. My face is on a laptop sick. screen. Like when you were like, "I'm sick," I'm like, "Well, if you're if you don't feel up to it, we can reschedule." But it didn't occur to me that, oh yeah, we could get germs. And my trip could be ruined. You wouldn't be waking I, up at 6 a.m. to catch a star is born. Right. And I would I would have ruined that. I, I, I heard about 25% of that because the connection was bad. But oh. I, I agree with all of it. I think you made some smart points. Great. I think a lot of good analysis was just done. It was. A funny insider, too. Mm. So, yeah, mm. I'm on a laptop in my normal, my normal seat at Ben's. So, uh, thank you for putting up with any hiccups in the conversation that may occur. I'm in quarantine. I'm Gwyneth Paltrow in Contagion. Ooh. And I'm here. Yeah, it's a bad fish. I, would, I wouldn't miss it. Because we are here to talk monkey? about... Uh, monkey, that? right? I don't know. I thought it was seafood, but... Maybe the monkey touched maybe, a fish. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there was a monkey contaminant. I don't know. Foreign contaminant. Yep. Good movie. I'm just thinking of... Um, I'm thinking of like the bird flu, which was, mm-hmm. I feel like the bird flu probably helped inspire contagion in some way. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about the kid in Moonrise Kingdom who goes, and what kind of bird are you? <laughs> and then I imagined him doing it to Gwyneth Paltrow while she's getting wheeled away on a gurney. Oh, she's dying. <laughs> what kind of monkey are you? Uh, the hard um, cut we're here to talk it? about Andrew Pajowski's Support the Girls. I'll say it again. I talked over you. What are we talking about? That's fine. I mean, that's that, that's the whole point of the show, right? We're talking about Andrew Pajalski's support the girls. The the quote unquote godfather of Mumblecore's got a new one. We're also going to talk about his first film, Funny Haha, and his previous film to this, Results. Um, but yeah, sorry. We can keep having a little bullshit conversation. I just wanted to jump in since it's my week and since I can't read cues from. From far, and we're all on video right now, but I just knew I'd fuck it up. So I just wanted to get that on the record. We can go back to talking about Stars Born if we want to. Let's just go throwing back to talking about to the infected animals. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Are there any animal movies in Toronto that I'm seeing? Let me scan my brain. I don't know. Are you seeing... Um, Is there a horse in Sunset, like maybe? <gasps> maybe? There's got to be a horse in Sunset. Right? 
Laszlo Nemesh loves a pony. Yeah. Mm. But everyone knows about mm. him. The continuation of Horses IML will yeah. happen in Toronto. How great. Wow. The next time you hear from this podcast will be in just a couple days as I return home from Toronto. If you're listening to this the day it drops, I'm going to be releasing mm-hmm. some content mm. yes. on my some, way home. Some, some healthy content. Uh, so yes. you'll have an extra dose of faggotry this week. Mm, I love that. Mm. Are you a dose of faggotry? (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. This is going to be an awkward day. (laughs) Because we can't... Yeah, I'm going to... The human element is gone. I'm going to do my best just to be quiet for the most part, so you two can just, like, run the table, and then I'll jump in probably while someone hasn't finished a sentence yet because of the audio lag. Yeah. But I will try and minimize the distractions. What are you doing? I'm just pulling my eyelids. (laughs) Pulling them off. Um, no, let's jump into the Bajalski. Okay. Let's just do it. Let's just get into it. Because we the only watched... The Pajalski. The Pajalski. Because we only we'll really watched... We'll get into watched, the Pajalski of it all. We only really watched well, one of his mumble cores. Right. Because by the time you I get mean, to re- computer chess and results, they're not mumbling. They're done. I had never seen a movie by this guy until two days ago, so I've only seen Support the Girls, Funny Haha, and Results. Wow. But I gotta say, I love what I see. Because I know he has... I think he has six movies total. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's one called Beeswax, and then there's Computer Chess. Mm -hmm. Mutual Appreciation. Ah, I feel like Beeswax and Mutual would be more toward, like, what Funny Haha is. And then computer chess sort of breaks that. It was, a, it, it was, I'm, I'm glad to see the roots of it. And especially because this is like 2002. Like, mm-hmm. Mumble, I feel like, and I had seen the Puffy Chair, which I think is from around there at the same time, the Duplass Brothers first mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, and it really, it, it captures like a texture and a world that really was of its time. And we can talk more about it later. But I, there, there are little artifacts that, um, I don't know. It's I. I can't imagine what it would have been like to see them at the time. Because now it's just like, oh, like, you know, you look, see versions of this on television, whether yeah. it's directly through the Duplass Brothers, like Togetherness, or if you're basically like every low budget indie film I've ever like screened for a film festival that didn't, um, you know, didn't amount to much. That sort of meandered with no point. Yeah, feels like a you know a, a pale imitation of a funny haha or the puppet chair. Right. It was very, it's like it watching it now is like watching a relic of a time. Puffy Chair was 2005. Yeah. So this really what he really yeah, is. He's, so even the then, Godfather. The Godfather. I mean like instead of a horse's head under the pillow, it's an unread copy of Infinite Jest for the Mumblecore <laughs> Godfather. This was on so, lists in 2005 though. So no one saw it for years. Funny mm-hmm. Haha was. Yeah. As, like, part of that Duplass mumblecore moment. It was like people discovered it at that point. Right. So it he was doing it three years side before of the them. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me just go ahead and say what Support the Girls is about, um, and then we can, we can keep on going here. So Support the Girls stars Regina Hall in a star turn as Lisa, who is the general manager of a Hooters-style you know, wings and thighs and breasts, sports bar restaurants double called whammies. Double Whammies. Double Whammies. Double Whammies. And she is basically just running all around, putting out a lot of fires and uh, keeping the place together. Um, she is 
you know, mostly concerned with, uh, as the title suggests, supporting her girls, keeping the waitresses safe. She's a little bit of a mother figure or an older sister figure. And we'll get into it as we go on, but basically uh, the restaurant is, you know, is this very toxic environment that speaks to a lot of, not misogyny of the moment, but a, a patriarchy that has existed forever and, and has been commodified and institutionalized and how these women fit into it. Um, but uh, the movie is basically, uh, with a little bit of a coda at the end, a day in the life of Lisa um, keeping the lights on or keeping the cable on more like... Um, uh, throughout the film. Is that a good enough? Can we go from that? Can we yeah. take it and start? Great. That was very well done. That was quite Wonderful. thorough. That was one of our more thorough <laughs> introductions. Yes. Sometimes that's not a good thing, though. Sometimes you just like want a little taste. Yeah. No, that was good. Um, I don't know. I feel like we have to start with Regina Hall. Sure. She is... She, for me, is what makes this movie as good as it is. It's her performance and her nuances she brings to it she's very good I, she's very good she's so good zero she's so good i think it's probably my favorite lead female performance of the year so far i think she's incredible i i think that so much of the film is on her face uh but that isn't exactly why it, it you know just because it it's not like the kind of thing and like in, in laszlo nemish's son of Saul, for instance where it's all on the lead like, actor's literally. face, so if he's not giving it, it's not working. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that Bujalski has um, sort of a deceptively uh, easygoing style. But when it comes to Regina Hall, I think she is what's responsible for this um, uh, uh, this tightrope that the film has between this really sunny and fun tone and the more harsh aspects of what's going on. And it's mm-hmm. because Regina, Regina Hall just has such a contagious sense of enthusiasm and optimism, and she's nice. And she sort of is that in Tangerine, like she is the air freshener in the car that is covering up like the smell of puke. Like oh, double nice. whammies is a really gross place. Wow. And but you she, wouldn't know, know it I mean, if you just like bumped into her there, you know? Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, and that's oh, like so much of so much of her arc is realizing that she doesn't even want to be there in the first place. But because she is stinging, she's stinging. She's clinging so steadfastly to you know, supporting and lifting up these, uh, her co-workers, the waitresses, and just trying to make everything run as brightly and efficiently as possible, literally slapping those hearts all over the place. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, um, the hearts. She's more, she's more committed to making the world a better place than she is caring about the institution of double whammies. Cause she's really like, you know, she's, I don't know, someone else talk. No, I agree with all that. It's that she is the sunny disposition you know, covering up, like you said, the fact that men are just repeatedly ruining or, like, thwarting women trying to succeed mm-hmm. and, like, women maybe not realizing. I mean, not not realizing, but the fact that it's just, it just happens without it being obvious. It's just part of the patriarchy existing in everyday life. Yeah. Just like how they end up at that job interview for that other place that's pivoting to butts. It's like that, right. um, what's, her, what's the blonde actress's name? <coughs> the one who Haley interviews Re- Regina Hall. Um, I don't know who she oh, is. Oh, Brooklyn Decker. Yeah, Brooklyn Decker. I think it's her name, yeah. She, you know, she is also, like, that new position she's in is a product of, like, men taking mm-hmm. advantage of her mm-hmm. in, in a different way, of course. But it's yeah. still, it's men. 
the thesis it's, it's is quite literally suck. a system. I mean, it, it yeah. gets that institutional institutionalized misogyny, uh, male supremacy. And it's interesting to see the way that di the, the different characters react to it, the different ways they react to it. So like that, her Brooklyn Decker, for instance, she, she sees it for what it is and has decided to profit off of it. Right. Yeah. And the same goes for, um, for, for the new waitress who decides she's just going to, you know, she's going to take it a little, she's going to take it a step too far uh, or a little, she's take it, take it one step further when it comes to the flirting. And then she actually does like remove part of her clothing, part of the film, because she knows that she will make more money doing it that way. You're just taking advantage of a pre-existing system. Mm -hmm. Or you have other characters who are more actively trying to beat back against the um, the sexual harassment um, and and abuse of it all. I mean, I think it's so interesting that like the, the way that these women are commodified within their environments and, uh, as far as the... the the um, the men in the restaurant go like they when they go to show up for uh, or when they show up to go watch the um, the fight mm -hmm. you know they just want these women to like give them their food and then get out of the way because right now watching two men beat the shit out, beat the shit out of each other I'm not concerned with like the TNA of it all and then when Haley Lou Richardson leads that charge to like get like stand on top of the bar and like make it all about them that violent reaction they get from the men because the women are no longer doing the exact same the exact thing that they have expected them to do in this moment that they've decided they're going to do um i just think is a really smart way of getting at some of the more institutional qualities of misogyny and male supremacy that mm -hmm. the film presents yeah absolutely and it's all just so enjoyable to watch like there's two levels you can enjoy this movie like just you know, there's that piece floating around where it's like he succeeds at like this being an auteur piece of work, but also a very commercial comedy in certain ways because mm -hmm. it is just enjoyable to watch. And if you don't want to think about like, oh, misogyny is horrible, you can also just enjoy Regina Hall being sweet and right. lovely and funny. Right. And I think part of the reason that it is so much fun to watch is because of the, you know, the not just the pacing of the film, but the way that it, you know, it. For much of its runtime, it is just Regina Hall running around all over the place, putting out different fires. She's, you know, getting the guy who's broken into the restaurant out of the air duct. She is making sure the cable is turned on. She's putting on the car wash. It just runs at this breathless clip, and she's so engaging and fun to watch mm -hmm. that it's not until she, like, sits outside, at, um, like, on the back curb, and then realizes that she's been hung up on, and she's just sitting there by herself in the silence. At that moment, it's like, oh, right, none of this is actually fun for you. Like, you just do it with such a winning personality and smile um, that you, you, you are able to make everyone in the restaurant and in the audience feel not just accommodated and not just taken care of, but that you are with family. Like, that's what she, that's what they keep saying, what she keeps saying in the beginning is about how they're, they're there, they're family, they're not just coworkers, yeah. they're family. But then as soon as she's by herself and doesn't have anything to take care of, you realize just how empty this entire um, experiment yeah. is. I'm glad you brought up her stepping into the back of the restaurant because those scenes really resonate with me. Is that the same moment yeah. where she's like looking, she sees like a dove flying above or something? Maybe not a dove, but like some sort of bird. It's and a pigeon, I think. It's a pigeon. Something. Oh yeah, it's a pigeon. And she just like takes a moment to like look at it. And know. she talks to it. She's like, hi. <laughs> I don't remember. It's like, it's like Michelle it. Williams and certain women. No, she does. And then later she flips off. Oh, she flips off. Yes. Bird, yeah. Yes. Which I love. I just like her quiet solo moments behind the restaurant. I do too. I do too. Ben? <laughs> no, I'm letting you guys enjoy it. <laughs> 
So, no, so you can I, come I, down I, with the hammer? No, I'm, I'm not going to come down I'm with the hammer. I'm hear what your problem is with this really lovely, generous movie. That I mean, I think it's I just, in front of and behind the camera. I see all of the things that you guys are talking about. I just feel nothing when I watch it. Sure. And that just... There's nothing that anyone can do to change that. You, you. That's a colossal bummer because the movie cares so much for its characters and its characters care so much about each other. So I don't really know what else they could do. Like, no, you're right. I, like, there's really nothing they could there's do. There's nothing other work. than maybe Andrew Bujalski not be involved because that's just so true. What is your, so, so what is your problem with Andrew Bujalski? I like, I can't put it into words. I just don't. We doubt, The doubt quote. You just don't like him. I just him. don't like him. We, I, I did like Funny Haha pretty well. And I thought I would like it the least because it's mumblecore, and I don't mm-hmm. really like the Duplass super mumblecore movies that I've seen. Yeah. Um, but I did like it more. I don't know. It is. I mean, I just don't care. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's, I, I mean, that's I truly fair. don't know. Like, the the phrase that a screenwriting teacher once used that has always stuck with me is, "All the ducks were in a row, but they just didn't fly." And that's how I feel watching his movies. I'm like... Like, they're competent pieces of work for you, but I'm they like, don't make you wait, feel anything. I'm like, I totally see what other people see. Um, all the ducks are in a row, but they just didn't fly. Mm. It's like, I see everything that everyone likes about it, but I don't feel it. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, he's such an interesting... I hate the word interesting. Filmmaker to me. Because every single one of his movies... I mean, okay, every single one I've seen three, but of the three I've seen, <laughs> they're, half. they're all very distinctly different, and there's, Bajalski doesn't have, like, oh. Haven't you seen four? How many have I seen? Didn't you, you watch? Saw computer chess. You watched Computer Chess. Oh, so, which okay, we're so I've, not. Seen, I've seen four. That's, like, a good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have, like, a calling card. Like, if you watch yeah. one of his movies, like, Computer Chess is, like, completely out of left field. He does some, like, really, um... Like crazy, like uh, oh, what am I trying to say? Like choices with like the camera and like color and sound in that movie. That's mm-hmm. like unlike any of his other movies. Yeah. And then with results, he goes like results and support the girls are like the most similar yeah. in structure. Like they're very conventional plots, sort of, but also have no plot at the same time. Right. You know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I they have point. real. And I've heard that about computer chess that it's like by far his most experimental work, and yes. so I really wonder how that might throw a wrench into how I see his movies. Because I it, do see it a will. card. Was, was, was someone else about to say something? Because I was. It was frozen at the end. There. What was I going to say? What yeah. did you just say? I just said how you can't. He doesn't really have a calling card because all of his movies have something specific or different about yeah. them. I don't remember. I don't. I know. mean, I. I do see a couple calling cards, though. I think there's a deceptive sense of naturalism to everything that is hiding the fact that he's actively subverting a lot of expectations and a lot of genre tropes as well. Yeah, and in um, computer which, chess, well, we I should we actually should have watched it because he does that the most in computer chess. I watched 20 minutes yeah. of it when you texted. We should switch to Funny Hama. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's fine because it's and, like the last like, 30 minutes. So much, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Turning it off. I don't think I ever finished yeah. results the first time I watched it, by the way. I realized, I don't think I've seen the last half hour. So did it make you hate it more or less? The same. <laughs> nice. Isn't that, what, um, isn't that like what we always want, like when we're watching a movie that we don't like, is we want to be given permission to turn it off. Yeah. 
Like, since we have, there, there's like this fealty that you swear to a movie as soon as you start it, like you are there for the whole ride. Yeah. Um, and like, sometimes all you need is just like, you know, the voice of God or the voice of Brandon in this case to text you and be like, oh no, honey, sweetie, turn it off. <laughs> well, yeah. now, so you've watched the first 20 minutes and you see like, the st- I know what the style is. You feel so. like, I know exactly what this is going to be. But then the last 20 minutes. It changes. He like does this weird ass thing, and it nice. completely like flips the movie and elevates it. Oh, I know what I was going to say yes, earlier. Please. Um, I think what I like more about speaking to the naturalism, Daniel mentioned that uh, I think results and support the girls are too formalistic compared to Funny Haha, mm-hmm. and I think he's. I mean, in, in out of these movies that I've seen, I think he's better at the naturalism. And, like, there is... And it's not, like... Obviously, it's not, like, Godardian formalism, but it is, like, a much more classical Hollywood formalism. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... It does, doesn't read as confident to me as mm. when he was 25 years old... Sure. ...making yeah. a movie. I, I get that. You know? Yeah. See, I, I feel that. I don't really agree when it comes to the formalism of results being Hollywood. Um, or, or, or I'll speak to the movie, since we're still technically on Support the Girls. I think the whole reason that the movie is shot with this sort of slick visual style is to get at the ways in which we hide male supremacy and misogyny. We hide it in plain daylight because we put... A you know we put a, a TV on at the bar and everyone's watching that and they're not paying attention to how um, how your waitress is being abused or mm-hmm. spoken down to and I think that the way that the sound is mixed and support the girls supports that theory because we we only really for the first act it's you know it's really almost without the men completely the first customers who show up are pretty supportive of the girls to yeah. quote the title and the first time we yeah, hear literally a whisper of misogyny it's from a customer. And it, the way that the sound is mixed, it's really like low and in the background, says something demeaning about one, about one of the women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really find that the, the, the film's, you know, bright, bright colors, the fact that the movie starts on Regina Hall crying in her car, and then as soon as we're away from that, we don't have a second to consider why she might have been doing it. The camera's moving, or the camera doesn't move, up, you know, too much. But everything is everything is just so matter-of-fact and confidently stated, and again, like, very bright with the lighting, that I, I think it's meant to distract you from the fact that there's something far more odious and toxic beneath swirling beneath it, which is toxic masculinity, which I think is a recurring theme in all of his work. I think that yeah. having not seen Computer Chess, and this is my favorite part of the podcast to do remotely when I'm talking about a movie I've never seen, but I would think that Computer Chess would be another example of how he's shifting up his form, but I imagine what he's getting at is not too far away from what he's gotten at in other movies. Yeah, because... And I think results is not Hollywood at all. I mean, I think that apart from some cut, some slickness. montages, some sequences with running, yeah, there's a slickness to it, but there's also, there's a tendency not to cut in some scenes. Like, Kevin Corrigan might be hanging out in the background of a shot where normally would, we would cut to a tighter, uh, a tighter medium or a close-up when he's, like, in a doorway. Sure, um, yeah. So I, I disagree with the idea that it's, that he, he go, that he goes Hollywood because he, he doesn't feel brave enough to be as experimental as he did in his debut. Yeah, it's like, he, he, he balances both for me and support the girls and results. Um, but to jump off your point, having seen computer chess, you're right. Cause he makes a point about uh, like computer programming in that world being very male dominated. And there's only one female character yeah. in the whole thing. And it's like a point that's, yeah, made. there's that scene. Mm-hmm. 
where they're like, and there's a girl here. Yeah. And we're totally fine with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I agree, Daniel. Because the way he, t- he frames a lot of things, too, is, like, very um, not Hollywood and uh, daring. Not daring. What's the word? I... I think maybe to Ben's point, there's certainly an economy with the language he's speaking in and support the girls. I mean, that it's that it's not quite as brazen in, 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 in mm-hmm. its expansiveness of its own shooting style. Yeah. Like, that w- really, it gets bold. Like, it, it gets bold outside of what I was already describing, like when Regina Hall is framed sort of in the bottom of a shot and to sort of highlight her own isolation in all of this and how yeah. alone she is and without a helping hand. But um, it's certainly not like... Um, and again, I haven't seen computer chess, but what I know of the visual style, I mean, that's pretty brazen. Like, that's that's taking a risk. Oh, yeah, it's so ugly. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> yeah. on pur- that's, like, the look. Um, yeah, that's the look. It looks like a, like a news package yes. from the 80s. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Local news. <laughs> so I want, I, I want to talk about the other two. Sinclair owned. What? He looks like a demon. Look, he's completely oh. frozen. Hello. Oh, hey, there you are. Hello. <laughs> you you froze like a demon. Um, okay, you guys so look like ghosts. are you ready to talk about the um, the other two Avengers in this Avengers trio? I'm just quoting my talk my, about what? my letterbox yes. log. Uh, for what? Re- respect for my Avengers, Regina Hall, and then the other two ladies, Haley Lou Richardson, <laughs> star of underappreciated film Columbus, thank you so much. And it's plenty appreciated. <laughs> Over appreciated chapter in her memoir about the shooting of Columbus. Oh. Um <coughs> and Jungle Pussy, aka Shana McHale, who yes. I had no idea. I didn't know who she was until this movie, and now I would love to know everything about her. She's fantastic. She's Danielle is the my favorite name, right? performance in the movie. Really? Over yeah. Regina. Uh-huh. For sure, she's extraordinary. No offense, I I no. think Regina is very good, but I think, but Shane is like she's amazing. Speaking of a star is born, mm-hmm. a star yeah, is born. Yeah, a star is born. That, jungle, that screenshot like... you posted of her face as the with the confetti, as the confetti. That was my favorite moment of the movie. Really, yes. not over the ending. Over the, I mean, it's just it's so funny. Those are the top it's two. So it's so funny. It's yeah. just so funny. That confetti, that her face, her smug <laughs> ass face as the confetti comes down. So good. That's such a mood. I tweet, I so literally bad. tweeted a mood. I also did like the end scene. Yes. So let's get that on the record. There are things I like in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just don't like her, a.k.a. Pajalski. Yeah. Uh, should we talk I about also, the ending? Well, I also We're like the, the confetti moment with Haley Lou Richardson. I prefer Jungle Pussy's moment at the end. It's such a fuck you. But um, but when Haley Lou Richardson like, pops out of nowhere of the back door of the restaurant and just pops and off and is like, woohoo, you're great. And she's and like, then, like, oh, God. She turns around and goes back in. And Regina Hall is like having a moment. Things aren't good, and it's just the confetti all over the place. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like that's that's the movie. Like look at all this fun, like all mm-hmm. this exciting and nicely colored confetti, mm-hmm. and it's just falling in front of someone who's having the worst day of their life. Totally. You know, this is the most I've liked Taylor Lou Richardson in a film. It's I'm very surprised by her in this. I've never seen her be such a firecracker. Have we seen Columbus? I haven't seen. Columbus. I sure have. <laughs> <laughs> I 
John Cho is great I in think Columbus. She, I think I think she's better in Columbus, but I like her in this a lot. I mean, most people like Columbus. I'm just a, sh- a hater. It's fine. <laughs> I was I was thinking today. I think I am the biggest hater on this podcast. Yes. Correct. <laughs> I don't think I realized that before. Really? Yeah. Because I just think I love the movies I love so much that, sure. that that overshadows. But no, I probably like, I dislike the most amount of movies. Yeah, you definitely 100% dislike <laughs> the most it, amount of movies we discuss. It's good to be critical, Ben. No, I just mean in general. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. also of movies we talk about. Yeah. I don't know. It's just hard. That rare moment I aligned with you on... I won't bring it up. Cover your ears, eighth. I'm not there. I'm not. I'm not physically present. You two could shut the laptop screen and talk shit on eighth grade all you want. We are the captain now, (laughs) and I am the captor now. We're gonna end the podcast. The last scene of Unfriended, just like ominously slamming the laptop shut. What's going to happen is you guys are going to do that and tell me that we're done recording and then you're going to like have a little conversation afterwards. Yeah, we'll shit talk for another 30 minutes. Well, not not necessarily like about 8th grade or me, but just, you know, I'll be excluded. Just like Elsie Fisher in 8th grade. So in, in a way, it all roads lead back to 8th grade. Deep. Um, one <laughs> scene I, random. Another scene I really liked in this movie. Please tell me. Maybe it's the same one I was about to bring oh. up. Is, um... When Regina Hall smacks the money out of that so boy's hand. That's the one. Brandon, that's the scene I thought you were talking about when you said the best scene is at the end. Really? Oh. See, I think, I thought everyone would just know that no, it's no. the ending. No, no, no. When I, when I was watching it, I was like, it cannot get any better than this. Because it's the moment oh. when Regina Hall decides to say, enough, I'm not, in, I'm not taking care of any of you anymore. Like, yeah. I have to take care of my own needs. My husband has left. There's a bag full of money, and I can now see that you are going. You and this other guy are not going to use it for the hospital bills. Right. It's such a triumphant moment. And then speaking to her own empathy, she then gives it to the cook, who mm-hmm. I love that scene when she realizes that the guy who was trying to break in through the vents to mm-hmm. steal money from the safe was, uh, I think, like a friend of the cook's, mm-hmm. who she recognized. And she goes up to him, and it's like the entire Regina Hall performance for me. She goes up and she's like, "Hey, so." You know, the cops asked me if I knew who that was. I, of course, said no, but, you know, I know that was your friend or your cousin. Like, I know who that mm-hmm. was. And she's like, you know, you know you can't work here anymore, right? And then he's like, yeah, I know. And then he starts to take off his apron. And she's like, no, 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 no. But you, like, have to work today. Because, like, if yeah. you leave, like, nothing, nothing's going to happen. The, the building is going to collapse. I forgot about but that then she scene. En- but then she ends up looping that guy back in to then put the money back into the restaurant. Like, right. it, she's not totally selfless, um, but she, you know... She she exhibits radical empathy, and I, I appreciate that so much about the character. And Regina Hall manages to do it without being soft. I mean, I think it's a pretty steely performance. Yeah, and it occasionally is. when this you know when when you're smelting steel, it gets really soft and bendy, but it's still fucking steel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I feel about Regina Hall. Wow, I your really metaphors are really on today. Yeah. Wow. I'm really lit. It's because I've been sick as fuck by myself. And I've just been, I, okay, so I've only been drinking hot things. Today. Coming up with hot tea, bonbons, hot I'll soup, say. <laughs> having a hot toddy. Mm. So that's probably why I'm thinking of smelting, because yeah. it's hot. Mm. Great. Smelting. <laughs> um, no, her conversation with the cook is such, that's so smart to say, like, yeah, it's like an encapsulation of her performance, because it's like steely but sweet. Steely but sweet. Sure. Mood. <laughs> Mood. Isn't that exactly the kind of boss everyone wants? Yes. He's steely yes. but sweet is someone who is like a boss, but they are a human being. 
Yes. Absolutely. Yep, a boss, and, and, but which, a human being, yeah. Which isn't, yeah, I don't want a boss baby. Like, I want to, I don't know where I'm going mm-hmm. with this. Mm. I'm going to watch the but boss baby series on Netflix. Part of, Fuck yeah. I think that they all appreciate having Lisa as a boss, uh, and they love her, but they keep things from her, and she doesn't know that she doesn't, you know, what I'm I, getting at she's is I think mom. the reason why the reason why Lisa realizes that the the waitress that they've been raising money for at the car wash is lying to her is when she and Haley Richardson say goodbye at their cars after they have to jump Lisa's car because it won't start. Right. Um, and and Haley uh, admits to her that she's been seeing a customer, and now that now that Regina's not her boss, she can say it. That's when like on Regina Hall's face is not like oh we can have a good laugh about this now. It's sort of you know, I was I was telling you all, I was telling you girls not to date customers, not just to be a taskmaster, but because I'm looking out for you and I'm looking out for your safety. And right. so what you're, what I'm getting from this is that you didn't take me as seriously, um, you didn't take my love for you as, um, you didn't really take it as seriously as it actually was. You you were not taking me seriously. You took advantage of me in that moment. Uh-huh. And I, that that's what I think sets up her realization in the next scene with the with the waitress and the the busted up boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's another form of just existing in the patriarchy is like this girl being brainwashed. Yeah, it's by far, it's a man. far though. It's when it's mm-hmm. yeah. What? This reminds me of Fargo. Oh sure, yeah. Oh, the ending. Did y'all think of Garden mm-hmm. State? No, I haven't yes, seen that. And in we can talk years. about that. <laughs> I've only seen Garden State once. Me too, I think, but and it's you, still... It's burned in your memory? It's just burned in my brain because it's also the cover of the DVD, like them shouting off that construction thing or whatever. I have no memory Daniel, you said it did make you think of it, or no? Yeah, but that, that's like the stain... Of, there, like, there's so many different stains of Garden State. Like, when you see somebody who's dressed similarly to a wallpaper in a right. shot, you're like, oh, fuck, Zach Braff ruined that too. And well, when they're all yelling at a dumpster, Zach Braff room that too. But here's the thing. I want to say Garden think, State wishes. That's what I want to say. <laughs> well, Garden State does wish. I think Support the Girls completely reclaimed that moment. Yes. Because their their moment is this pent-up, you know, frustration, exhaustion, just general, like, ah, of it all. <laughs> like, against the systems of patriarchy and harassment that they have to put up with every single day. It's not like in Garden State when it's like, oh, my dad died and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Ah! Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bullshit. Like, it, it, it reclaims the scream. Yes, it does. It's the Regina does. Hall scream. It's the Jungle Pussy scream. It's the Haley Lou scream. It reclaims the scream. I love that. I, it, that moment of them just screaming and that final shot's going to land on, like, if I were to make a fave scenes of the year mm-hmm. list, it would be, like, top three right now but then a star yeah. is born is going to come out and that's going to claim all 10 spots you're right There's so, gonna be so what do i do in a star is born are you kidding me you're not going to know what to do with yourself <laughs> if your star is born comes out you know the shot in the trailer when gaga punches the the gold record yes I know she's open palm she does that she's gotta be mm. ben i can't open believe palm. you pulled that I think that's still so the one that's so it took me so long it is a millisecond long yes it took me so long <laughs> to get it right on her I didn't know what it was. In all honesty, I didn't yeah. know what it was. What's, what's going to happen is she's going to pull her hand back and the glass is going to have stabbed her right in the center. She's going to have stigmata oh, and Bradley Cooper is going to be making a Jesus comment oh, about God. God. Lady Gaga is Christ Jesus Christ. Mm. A star is reborn. Mm. I can't wait. I can't believe you're seeing it in a week. Yeah. Let's see. You. The day that I 
was able to fit it in is, I think it was, it was either Saturday or Monday. So yeah, literally, I will have seen it a week from now. Ah! Uh, and I'm glad uh, I'm going to see it before the hype gets even crazier. Uh, yeah, it's going to get crazier. No but offense then, to you. Are you going to be contributing to the hype Why? if you huh? like Me. it? Because I'm going to you both. I'm gonna hype it up personally if I like oh, it. Oh God! So it's gonna get yeah. even worse. Yeah, because of you. Because you have a responsibility. Yeah. You have a Ben yeah. as an influencer. You have a responsibility at these film festivals not to overhype. You know, say everything is a five out of five. I love yeah. Mattis Farmer's tweet. Responsibly, I'm only gonna claim three to four movies are the greatest film of all time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's basically correct. That's how people are at film festivals. It's like, yeah, because you're on fucking vacation. Yeah, you're like seeing movies every day. Like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. You're in Telluride, where the out. You're in the fucking sky. You yeah. can't breathe up there. You're you're high, all th literally stoned because you can't breathe. Of course, you're gonna love every fucking movie you see. God. Uh, to quote Brokeback Mountain, to quote Brokeback Mountain, which premiered at Telluride, I believe, mm. or no, Venice, but played but played Telluride. Everyone's having a bunch of high altitude fucks up there. Yep. That's what's going on when they sit down and love a movie. It's a high altitude fuck. Yeah, that's what's happening. That's why Metacritic across the board is like ninety nine for every movie that's premiered in the last week, except Sister you Brothers, which has an eighty. Yep. The the exception to this rule, or maybe it's not, depending on if you're a downsizing apologist. I was thinking the other day, it's been about a year since the three of us in our group chat, but like, did you see the reviews from Venice? Downsizing is winning Best Picture and Best Director. <laughs> see? It's was that my dumbass who said that? Sweet. And then a week later at Telluride, it was just like, wah, wah. It was mm -hmm. just a wet fucking noodle. Like a very tiny, small, wet noodle. Like smaller than a macaroni. Yeah, but so they were all so they were all high for yeah. downsizing, and then they came down from the mountains. Yeah, you have to wait till the real reviews come out to really know how anything is actually. Mm -hmm. Slash, see it yourself. As Ann Thompson replied to someone, "Why don't you see it for yourself?" Once <laughs> I I took a screenshot. Someone <laughs> tweeted like, "Should I make time for this movie?" At Tiff and Ann Thompson replied, "Why don't you just see it yourself and make up your own mind?" Ah, uh, I love that. <laughs> I think Ann Thompson is such a responsible awards pundit when it comes to that. She only makes predictions on movies she's seen. Yeah. And when it comes to recommendations, she's like, "Look, I'll throw my hat in the ring on what I think is going to happen, but I'm not going to tell you like what's the best movie of the year. Like, right. see it for yourself." Yeah. She is favorite movie of the year, The she's Jungle Book. Former. So I'm glad she wasn't telling. That's right, me. The Jungle Book, number one film her, of the year, number one film of The Jungle Book. Love mm. Anne, but The Jungle Book. Roma will be her number one movie this year. I, I agree. Based or on maybe Sunset. What I've heard her say. They both love Son of Saul. She and yeah, you're right. Son of Saul, so they both put that. Son of Saul number one. I think Ben, that's what I'm most excited for you is Sunset because there's not much information out about it that I know of anyway. Oh, I know. And I Son of Saul is maybe it. the best debut of the last five years. Maybe. I maybe, think. I don't know. Maybe. I, like Lady Bird is up there. It, Son of Son Saul, of Saul is definitely the highest ranked on my personal lists of any debut of the last probably 10 years. Um, yeah. Look at was, this poster. Higher First, than Citizen what, Kane? Yeah. Gonna fuck me right up. Uh, sunset does look so good. It's and that's yeah. Daniel can't see it. Daniel, just look up the sunset poster. It's gonna be great. Okay, I'm, I'll do it after. A young girl grows up to become a strong and fearless woman in Budapest before World War One. Lady Bird, Lady Bird in Budapest. Uh, it's gonna be so good. It's two hours and twenty 
Yeah. Then you're not seeing Cold War though, right? No, I couldn't fit it in. I think the only press screenings are after I leave is why. Yeah. Um, well, I'm very excited about that one. As we all know, I love Ida. And I'm actually just like a foot away from my Ida poster in my closet. Oh my as, God. I, as, I here, as I live and breathe. It's oh, how fun. the one um, that's spoken on in the pod. Can I pull us back to um, supporting the girls? Yeah. And then we can we can keep chugging along here? Yeah. I would just it. say that I, I appreciate the sly and subtle ways in which Andrew Bujalski is having a conversation about a changing uh, America, changing specifically towards a more corporate um, uh, mm. identity. Man and both cave. Results. Man cave. Watch out. Man exactly. cave's coming. Man and cave. And results, it's the whole idea of like, he, he's got to go bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. Guy Pierce has to go bigger in order to compete with these uh, you know, branded gems. Like mm-hmm. crunch. Oh, and I love um, that you get them when they finally get the cable working, the first thing that pops up is a fucking commercial for Man Cave before mm-hmm. it goes to the fight. That's yeah. so so smart. And it's so it, it rings so true. Like the the hollow like the hollow communal identity of it all. It reminds me of Fargo just everything reminds me of Fargo today. Fargo season two, like the swapping out of an actual community values with a fake uh, sense of community values that revolve around not trusting your neighbor. Mm. Like, it, it reminds me of that. And the anonymity that of a corporate that mm. is yeah. trying to lure you with the sense of community, but is actually yes. isolating awful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Isolating is a much mm-hmm. more specific word than I just awful. think it's compelling that he takes a gym and a Hooters and makes them microcosms for America at this moment in varying ways. I mean, I think results is, is less about like, it, it is, I don't think it's in any way a real critique of people going to the gym in order to find fulfillment. I think it's a pretty, it, it's fairly on its face and presenting that world and everyone's goals as being towards achieving this perfection that doesn't exist but i don't mm-hmm. think it's so much about vanity and bodies it's just larger but largely it's more largely about people's hopes and dreams <laughs> um speaking of eighth grade and the same thing is true about support the girls. No to your dreams yes i wish someone said no to my dreams <laughs> sorry thank you this has been no, I think that, zama I think quote that, like, moment if, thank you if don diego de zama wants to get out of paraguay he needs to open a man cave. He needs to open yeah. a, you know, a corporate restaurant, and that's how he'll achieve the independence and the franchise. financial gain. The franchise. <laughs> I just, I'm sure he said it in an interview somewhere, but just going back to results, like, why? Why would you make a movie about personal trainers? About personal trainers? It's such a strange premise. I mean, what yeah. he does with it is very... I want to make a movie about Soul Cycle. Have I told you that? No, that would be great. I want to, I want to make a movie that's just one Soul Cycle class in real time, and it like someone has a breakdown. Yeah, like a Boonwell, and you just watch people, like a group of people stuck in a room together. That's so good. Experiencing demons as they cycle. (laughs) I love love that. That's so. You know, I have a number at my house. um, I have a number of uh, Soul Cycle candles that have been scooped out in our Mm. now little tumblers. They oh use gosh. candles at they Soul do. Cycle. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I've only done knockoff spin. Me too. I've actually never done Soul Cycle, but I do know about the candles. Wow. They promote probably... on their website like candle lit spin. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I can probably get y'all some free classes if I ask my former roommate. Wait, so. seriously? I want to go. <laughs> well, I didn't think you were gonna. T- 
take me up on it. We haven't spoken in a while. Oh, but oh, well, maybe I'll okay. make an ask. Well, way to tease. I think that Bujalski is kind of genius, though, in making a movie about personal trainers. Because it's, it's not so much like a Christopher Guest exploration of their their own private world, their no. codes and customs. And it's not a burn-after-reading Brad Pitt character lampooning the airhead quality of it. I think that Bujalski is looking at America right now and sees that... And this is like 2014, right? Yeah. Like, understands that people people feel empty people mm-hmm. feel less than and people are striving for connection it's um, really refreshing when theory, in, hmm? i was just gonna say it's really refreshing to your point when robin from how i met your mother uh the first time that she like comes over for a drink to uh what the space's mm. house yeah and she like yeah and she just like fully lets her guard down about so good. about what she actually thinks about her job and, and she is fitness. so open emotional yeah. borders mm-hmm. Col- kobe kobe yeah yeah you're right yeah yeah kobe smolder taryn Killam's i think wife. she's out of sight in this movie she's i think she's so electrifying good. i think it's a shame that howard hawks never got to work with kobe smolders oh i would have loved that i like her a lot i watched every i think she's so good i your mother i think guy pierce is great in this i think it's Big weird guy. that kevin corrigan is the one who got like the indie spirit nomination yeah um oh seriously yeah, people it's think tough. Kobe Smolders is a bad actor. They don't like people. Mm-hmm. She's really good in this. People though. really don't. I mean, maybe they like her in this, but just like in general, I feel like people talk shit about her. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it is bullshit because I think she is talented. Yeah, it's bullshit. Um, what was I gonna say about? Oh, I was just gonna say when it comes to the toxic masculinity and results, I think that Kevin Corgan's character sort of exemplifies a lot of it but not all of it but a lot of it Mm -hmm. and that's where i really actually love that movie but i have difficulty with it because it seems to want to have its cake and eat it too when it comes to that character yeah um and that really bums me out because i actually think it's a pretty um like that's a movie that really moves me at the end when i realize what it's been working up to with the guy pierce and colby smolder's relationship and what it's saying about how there's no there's no real idea of perfection in 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 physical fitness just like there's no idea of perfection in dating when it comes to or in romance when it comes to you know you got to do 10 push-ups today and then next week you'll do 15 and then you'll do 20 after that like these imaginary like hallmarks of process yeah that we all assume they are in romance like we're gonna have our third date and then on the third date this is gonna happen and then after two months we're gonna move to this step Mm -hmm. like it's it's tight it's totally ingrained in the same sort of gym logic to me and I just admire the way that he's undermining yeah. that line of thinking and the rom-com tropes that reinforce them, which is why people find, you know, think that in the first place, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of a genius movie in places, but I, 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 I find the, the way that it wants to, you know, both, you know, look at the Kevin Corgan character as both typifying um, a problem in society when it comes to male expectations of women um, and just of the world around them. And then also giving him this... No, it's not that the character doesn't deserve redemption. It's just that then he also becomes sort of like this wise man figure later yeah. on. Yeah, um, that I have a little bit of a problem with. Me but too. I've actually I gave it three and a half on Letterbox after watching it, but I kind of haven't stopped thinking about it since watching it this morning. So maybe that'll go up. But oh, wow, even higher. You wow. said. I think it's really good. Wow. I think it's really good. I I I like. I don't know. I mean, someone else talked, but I I really like that movie. I know Ben well, doesn't like it. Well, it's my least favorite of his movies. <laughs> um, yeah. You don't like it. I just don't Why like do you it. hate it? You just don't like it? I just don't... There is, like... I don't know. There's, like, 
chemical reaction. <laughs> There's a physical reaction. Now. Yeah. I just hey, I just had a physical cool, reaction right? myself, snorting with laughter, and I have to blow my nose. So excuse me. And I thought oh. this time I was like, okay, I'm going in with an open mind. I'm gonna try. I'm I'm gonna like it this time because mm-hmm. I've re- I've read a lot about it in the past couple of years, and I know people love it, and I'm gonna really feel it this time. And then no. I'd be curious to to do some reading about it. So if there's any pieces you recommend. Yeah, actually, I would too. I just want to do more reading on Bajalski in general. Can I read? I'd like to put, like, nodes on my head and see what my brain does when I watch one of his movies (laughs) (laughs) compared to when I watch Casabetes. I texted you guys beforehand, but I was going to bring up Bajalski as having a Casabetes influence for a number of reasons, but... One of them was just these like little touches of surrealism that dot through his work and they sneak up on you um, precisely because you're not expecting them. And he's, you know, grounded the action in such a sense of um, organic evolution and, and realism that, you know, when, uh, when, for instance, when Regina Hall is in the car with her boss, James LaGrosse, and it's just like this weird, like charged conversation and it feels like a break from reality when you really think about it. When, like, when you when, follow a dude cut him yeah. off or whatever yeah who, who then punches him in the gut yeah and then regina hall's just on the curb like it's kind of it's lightly surreal yeah um and i think there's moments like that all the way back in funny haha like when gujalski playing mitchell like tosses that beer bottle and it explodes right and, um and then in results a little a little less light on the touch but just those moments with um the uh, when guy pierce is imagining zero. what the gym might look like but it reminds me of cassavetti's and what we were talking about last week or the week before and so I wanted to bolster my point. Um, so I wanted to see if Bujalski had done one of those top 10 lists for Criterion or mm-hmm. done like a closet visit, and he hadn't. But I Googled um, Andrew Bujalski, John Cassavetti's Criterion, and this essay popped up that he wrote like two weeks ago specifically about surrealism. That must have been what I was referencing. Because really? I, I read I a tweet read with that like thesis, and it was definitely like something Criterion retweeted. So... Mm-hmm. Because that's definitely how I came across it. Well, I'm going to read it after this, so I'll, I'll let you know what so I So I'm think. sure that's what that was, which is funny that I invoked it, but then I don't. Funny ha-ha. It. it is funny ha-ha. Funny ha-ha. Can I read a line from Andrew Budalski's bio- biography? Sure. Yeah. Andrew studied Finish. film at Harvard's Department of Visual and Environmental Studies, where the Belgian filmmaker Chantal Ackerman... <laughs> Was his thesis advisor. Wow. No. That's exciting. Okay, well, then yes. it's official. It's official. Support the Girls is a direct homage to Jean Dielman. Wow. Because the way that that Regina Hall is Jean Dielman. to Jean Dielman. It's just Regina Hall going from the car wash to the air vent to the cable, running all over the place, solving all these problems. And then when the she has a second labor. to breathe, she's just yes. like racked with anxiety. It's Jean Dielman. Wow. Well, on that That's note. That's crazy, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. On that note, um, I didn't realize Andrew Bajalski played the guy who goes on the other date. Temp guy, the yeah. other temp. How fun is that? That's mm-hmm. so. The moment for the Mitchell character that for me just is everything that he's getting at in the movie about toxic masculinity. It's basically a, like I, this was my letterbox log, but it's a monster movie, and the monster never dies. It just regenerates in a new form, yeah. and it always takes the form of a man who is trying to prey on um, Marty. Yeah. And, and to me, I, that is sort of best uh, uh, exemplified in the moment when Mitchell is over at her house and they've played chess and she's already told him two times that she's not interested. 
They play chess, they're on the bed, and then he just lays down and then just flops his hand closer to her. Oh, yeah, that move. And then she's like, I need to get up and, like, go do something now. Like, just the way that these men are just in continually invading her space and not taking no for an answer. Obviously, yeah. her crush in the beginning, who then gets married and is still trying to take advantage of her attention and affection. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, I see, in that movie, which I just finished, like, 20 minutes before we got on, even since then, I've been, it's been growing in my mind and estimation. I really liked Funny Haha. If you closed your eyes and told that girl, could sound like Greta Gerwig. Absolutely. She kind of looks like Sersha. Her voice. Yeah. And she never acted again. Like, that was it. She was oh, really? one and done. Interesting. Yeah. Daniel, well, I have pulled just... up... Huh? Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. I have pulled up a photo of Andrew Brzezelski holding up a rainbow slinky to his ear and Greta Gerwig with a chopped hairdo. The, <laughs> the other end of the slinky is in her ear. Boss baby. Mm. Wow. It's quite lovely. What a classic. Well, <coughs> I mean, Bob. we don't have to go into a whole conversation about it because we haven't prepared. What a Bob. But, but, you know, Bujalski is paving the way not just for the Duplass brothers, but for Swanberg, for Josephine Decker, for Greta Gerwig. Um, all of these folks who arise out of Mumblecore, whether they were in that group of filmmakers as fellow writers or actors or directors, mm-hmm. um, or, or whether or not they were just influenced by them. But... Yeah. Um, the three of us enjoy a lot of work that has sprung out of um i don't want to say that bujalski single-handedly invented it because i don't really like that view i don't i don't like it when great man theory is applied is merged with auteur theory and then Mm -hmm. is given to you as film history i'm just saying they're all part of the same collective in a way and it's interesting that we all we've all admired their work in different forms and we all have different reactions to to his work and he's the one who's often pointed to whether or not that's accurate is joe is happy christmas joe swangberg Yep. I think so, yeah. I love that movie. I never finished it. Oh. Maybe I will now. You turned it off. Wow. I turned <laughs> it off. Mm. It's because Diane Weist was speaking in his ear and said, turn it off. Die. <laughs> I love that. Go What's clean, the... Ellen. Oh, I was just saying, Joe Swanberg, star of Hoomst, what, what do we call it? Hoomst Wildly? Hoomst Wildly. <laughs> we are your friends. My favorite film, Hoomst Wildly. Josephine Decker's Hoomst Wildly. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Brody's number four film of the century so far. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for correcting me. The century. It it was of the century. Jesus. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) That's nuts. It's Godard. And then Scorsese. (laughs) And then Miranda July. And then Josephine Decker. I love that. Amazing. There you go. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. Wow. The sun is really setting. Look how dark Daniel is now. Wow. Did you have a light on that you turned off? Yeah. Oh. You're just um, shrouded in I darkness. Did. Oh! Now I have light. But I can't see you guys. I, 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 didn't, I didn't really think it mattered enough to stay on the mic since we're recording this for people to listen to, but I haven't been able to see you guys in like 15 minutes. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs> Peace. Son. Which is hard Peace, for me. Bitch. Bye. Hard for me. Well... I might have to put back up my my, um, I was saying that in order to do this like webcam chat I had to take off the strip of post-it that I put up after seeing Unfriended Dark Web Mm. over my webcam Mm -hmm. I'm excited So the Shirens are watching right now God damn it It's a shame no one can see that I I just put my thumb over my Oh I was gonna say you disappeared Ah, They came They came for us (laughs) So I'm trying to I'm you know um, Brandon, how long have we been going? 
An hour. I was trying to wrap it up. Any final thoughts? We can wrap it up only because, you know, I'm 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 under the weather and uh You need and, to get uh, to bed early. Get to bed, honey buns. Well I'm it's gonna watch Harlan County USA because it's la- it's Labor Day, so I'm gonna watch Harlan County USA. Nice. My favorite documentary. In oh, yeah. top ten Hulk, movie yeah. of all time. I may watch Norma Ray after this, so similar. I wish you would. Similar impulse. What a treat. Maybe, maybe I'll do a double duty switch cry. Just for fun. Just for fun. What, Daniel? And and speaking of just for fun, you know, this has been another just for fun episode of Movies IMO. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for putting up with our uh, our spatial um, displacement in this episode. Um, It is likely that when we get to our year end, I will have more to say about Support the Girls. Not that I don't feel like I didn't say enough already, but this is a movie that I think is really special and one of a kind. It's going to end up on a list, baby. It probably will. I mean, I'd, I'd... I was hoping that I would get to watch it again while, with, while I had my 48-hour rental on Amazon, so I'll just have to go see it in the theaters. But nice. it, it's yeah. it's a movie that I oh. love very much and is, is so smart. Yeah, and, and everyone, everyone can watch it Yes, That's right. right now. Yeah, it's on VOD. Please watch it. It's lovely and smart. Um, so if you want to find us um, on the podcast app in Apple, we are under Movies IMO. Please leave us a five-star review. Yes. Um, and leave us a little comment and we'll read it out loud and tell us, um, you know, what's, what's, who's your favorite girl to support? <laughs> who's your favorite girl to support? Let us know. Um, Ooh, and you can find Searcher us, or my name is Daniel Crook. You can find me on the internet at Daniel Crook with three O's. Um, and I'm looking forward to making another hot toddy after this. Wow. I'm Brandon wow. Kirby. You can find me on Twitter at BK Kirby. I'm Ben M. I thought you were going to make a comment. You look like you were going to go more. Uh, no, I just hang my mouth open with gay face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ben MB. You can find me on Twitter at Real Todd Haynes. And follow you at the Film right. Festival. Yeah, follow all of my musings from Toronto. Do the Laura Dern. Yeah. I'm at the festival, haha, <laughs> the film festival. <laughs> <laughs> and that our next episode of the podcast will be Ben's Dispatch from live. Toronto, live from the Toronto International Film Festival. That's right. Until then, follow us on Twitter at, uh, <laughs> at Twitter at Movies IMO, on Twitter at Movies IMO, um, and we would just love a follow. So yeah. think about it. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. <laughs> Do it! <laughs> oh man! Oh, I was gonna talk about Regina Hall and Girls Trip too, and compare the two characters, but I'll just I'll just do that on another episode. Write a blog. <laughs> <laughs> write about it. I'll write about it. Journal about, about it and be the it. be the typing. Then say the say the Dorinda quote to to close it out. Which one? About how I shouldn't actually write a blog post. Oh. I might regret it. Say it. Forget it. Write it. Regret it. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much. <laughs>